Republic of Texas Radio. I'm Steve O'Brien. Alan Crutcher is uh, my co-host or the other host, let's just say. Gene from Kentucky is on. We were just talking about, well, cheap-ass bastards. Can I say ass? Well, we're talking about... In the country club mentality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the country club mentality. Wow, that's pretty crazy, Gene. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, I went sure. Okay. Okay, a couple other little topics, and then y'all can it's about all say it while I'm thinking continue, about it again. Okay. Okay, uh, go also, ahead. Uh, we had some uh, tree work done uh, the other day, and uh, my husband met the gentleman someplace else. And anyway, and uh, supposedly this gentleman's been here for 15 years and supposedly can't speak very well English from El Salvador. So that's not very well the simulation, is it? Because you know, 
because you know these, these were high and mighty white, ah. you know, the, the, the big money in the town, and, and and they wanted black, they wanted a black bartender, they wanted black waiters, they wanted black bus people. You know, they loved it because you know, it, and they they might not have even realized what they were doing. But but you want to talk about racist? I'm like, do you not understand that that they just like you because you're black? Because you're pretty freaking obnoxious. I've heard you talk to people. You're pretty damn obnoxious, and no one would put up with it unless you were black, and they were the high and mighty whites, and they just like black servants. You know, it, it, it was kind of like watching, you know, Gone with the Wind or something. Wow. Go back to the country. Okay. Go ahead, Jean. Yeah, back to the country club uh, said this person was not told that they were going to uh, get this little, like, 20 to $40 uh, uh, once a week uh, that's going to be uh, uh, reported to, you know, under what's it called, W-4 or something later. So they could they the country club could probably write it off their taxes while these people didn't think anything about spending the money. I mean, I think it's so so terrible of a situation. This person could have made a whole lot more money by working overtime at the regular job. Mm. You know what I'm saying yeah. it's just pitiful. But I just think about it. You know, I was told years ago, and oh, it just still exasperates me. <laughs> but I don't sit there and, and lose and, 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 and you talk about people not wanting to assimilate. I, this is when I was working with uh, with Goodyear in the retread division. You know, uh, you know, there, there was a few guys out there working in, in the retread shop. You know, that supposedly couldn't speak English. You, you know, it's like you know, and you go up and you say, "Hey, you know, hey, Julio," and you and say, "Julio," and you'd have to tap him on the shoulder because that wasn't the real name. That was just the name they were using to get hired there. <laughs> but but you see him standing at the bulletin board reading. You know the, the messages on the bulletin board, which were in English. They, at that point in time, they weren't in Spanish and English. And and, and it's like, it's like I, I'd walk behind them and say, "Thought you didn't know English?" And they turn around and say, "K." You know, and I'm, like, <laughs> you, I'm, I'm like, I know you know English. You're you're just illegal. You're Ill- illegally, and you're just pretending that you don't know English because it's easier for you to get along. Because you know, if we do anything you against you, then we're answer. racist, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's you don't just, have to answer. I, I, I understand say, the whole uh, freaking game. It. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Well, anyway, Anything my husband you... when he was going Go to stand there paying the gentleman, you know, cash, and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, I said to him, I said, "If you've been here fifteen years, you had children." He said, "Yeah, he can speak English well." I said, "You need to learn from him. You need to assimilate." But my husband, said, "Oh, that's okay. They can speak the word Walmart and all that." I thought, whatever. I guess he didn't want to get into it. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm not saying some of them weren't oh. good people and actually worked hard. You know? Sure. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not saying that everyone is, is, this, is this dire criminal, you know, that's coming over here. But a vast majority of them are here for the free benefits and, and everything they can get from the system that we all supposedly pay for with our taxes. But, you know, I mean... You, know, you, you you couldn't charge me enough taxes to have a $34 trillion deficit in the budget. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, it's just it's just created money. It's all an illusion. And uh, we're in a lot of trouble, folks. We're in a lot yeah, of trouble. Yeah, well, most mm. of these crews that do this work, you know, for people, uh, like put up carports and do roofing, they're Mexicans. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not hardworking, but it just yeah. infuriates me. You know what I mean? I mean, not yeah. all of them have been, you know, well, but... Majority of them are. Well, 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 Gene, well, they're just doing jobs that Americans don't want to do. And that uh, might be true in today's true world. when people are hungry enough to do but, it. But, 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 but they price it. It's like, well, let me see. I can hire a white guy for $10 an hour, 
where I can hire an illegal for $3 an hour. What do you think they're going to do? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay, I'll let y'all go. Thanks, Gene. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, sure. you know, yeah. I, I do use a, a debit credit card thingy, and it, it it's a real pain in the butt, right? I don't eat out much anymore, and I've gotten to the point where I can't use that at a restaurant. There's um, new IRS rules that allow the, the management of the staff to or to change the amount of the tip and change the amount of uh, what you actually pay for, right? And it's like, what? So if you try to do the old, I'm going to pay you on a credit card for the food, and then I'm going to leave a cash tip, they can just go in there and add the tip on, and then you go, hey, you did, um, doesn't matter. IRS allows them to do that. They stole money from you, and it's legal, right? But, hey, stealing's legal when it comes to, well, the United States of America. Ah, but it's frustrating. Well, hey, Steve, you know, th- th- this is like, you know, wh- when I've gone down to pay my property taxes, you know, I- I've asked them, I said, well, um, okay, do you all take Bitcoin? And they're like, what? No, it's like, um, you know, <laughs> you know no. this or this. It's like no, we don't. No. And, and I, I was just, I was just in an attorney's office having something to do with my estate and was paying them. And and I, and I looked straight at her and I said, "Okay." I said, "Do y'all take Bitcoin?" And she said, "What? No." You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. but, but go ahead. I, I I know you can use it certain places, but in average everyday life. No, it's very it, viable at this point. That's in time, not what it is, and that's a different conversation. You know, you know it's weird, and we'll go back to the phones here in a second. Um, you were you brought up the uh, the racism over at the country club. You know, the the, yeah. the black folks that were doing their job just so they can get paid more, and even though if they knew that they were working for racist bastards, they they, they that was their price. Right, it's like, yeah, I'll work for you, you racist this country, bastard. This country club, uh, up up until shortly before How I started that? there, this country club actually had one of the little black guys out there with a little ring on his hand, you know, to tie your horse to. You know, mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, and 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 it was on the south side of town. There was there was two high schools in this town, and and one of them was North Side, and we were at the North Side Grizzlies. The other one, they were the South Side Rebels, and you know. Uh, I don't know what their name is now, but they're not the Southside Rebels in anymore. They're probably the Southside Trainees from Jesus or something. You know, mm. I don't know. I want to talk about modern day racism here in a minute. It's a little uh, group called Woke Kindergarten. They're modern day racists. <laughs> oh a little God. bit different, but before we do that, Woke we're going to go on. We're going to go on back to the phones to to Sherry in Kansas and find out what she wants to talk about. Good morning. Morning. You know, know, Alan, when you said about the uh, country club, the golf course part of it, losing money, first thing I thought of is how they could keep in business is, you know, that would be a good place to to money launder. And and Mm. you have a... Crowd of rich people, you know, that usually. Yeah. But, uh, oh, there's somebody that called into another show uh, that was talking about with all this human trafficking and fentanyl and all this stuff coming in, uh, 
You'd think our economy would be doing better, wouldn't you? <laughs> With them having to launder the money. <laughs> I, I will tell you this: probably, probably the most powerful family in that country club. Uh, the, the business that they were associated with was nursing homes. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Old yeah. people that's death that's factories. Old people death factories. Yes. Yeah. Sure. They're, uh, I I never want to go into one of those places after. You know, yeah, you'll only be alive for a couple of years once you're in there. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's I was like, reading uh, something, and it said the average is like four months. I think it was one of these books. Really, on, that's great. It's good to you know. know. Now, um, the death camps. The place we had, um, my family had our folks in, uh, was one of the best places was the number one place in Kansas for memory care. But um, it was only because they had bought insurance and, you know, for that kind of stuff. And then, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, I don't see how I know somebody else that, um, or her mother, uh, she she had to go in when she was fairly young, and uh, she was always having bed sores. You know? Yeah, it, well, it's, it's sad, Lynn. You know, uh, you know, not saying that there are not facilities out there that do have some kind of humanity left in them, but you know, for the most part, from what I've seen, uh, most of these places I've gone into, uh, everyone that works there is not from this country. Let's say that. Well, yeah, because they don't really pay these people for the kind of no. the job they're doing. They're, it's, they're, it's, it's just it's they just don't milking. Even... It, it, it's it's like it's like going into a dairy. You know, it's like you know that they, they they send the cattle up to shoot and they stick they stick a sucker on their teeth and they suck them dry. Look, you know, I have customers and and people that I know that do the job of uh, what end of life care, and yeah. you know that uh, what a terrible job that is. And these people uh, try to take care of us as our bodies are failing, our minds are failing. They people try to well uh, lowball them, get them for cheaper, right? They're like, oh, well, that's a lot of money. Well, you know what kind of trauma goes through the person? I know women that are just like, well, they've watched enough customers die. They're, they've been traumatized for life. They're not going to be regular people. All they know of is, well, you know somebody, and you watch them die, and you move on, right? And they've, they've heard it all. And it's like, oh, my God, did you get paid a lot of money to take that kind of mental trauma, right? Or maybe they had a breathing exercise, but, you know, not all of them know that breathing exercise that gets you past all that death and you know, well, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I guess well, I, I, to die I guess I disagree with these extraordinary measures that they take to to keep people alive myself. Uh, mm. I'd just soon die at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, um, and once again, it depends on situation, you know. And I'm not saying that there aren't good people out there in this industry that actually do care for their, 
you know, for the they, they do home health care or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that there aren't some good people out there, but but once again, on a majority, the institution is just there to milk the last bit of your inheritance and and what you produced over your life. You know, I I, I know people you know who, who've got like millions of dollars in the bank, yet they will go to this lower end nursing home because their insurance will pay for that. You know, uh, but as they're doing it, it's like you know. Uh, their accounts get get just sucked dry. It's, like I said, it's, it's like a cow going into a milking shed. You know, they, they they stick a sucker under the teat, and it's just a continuous. You know, well, we got to do this test, this test, that test, this test, and it's like you know, well, we got to do an MRI, we got to do this. It's like you know, you got to put you on this medication. You know, blah blah blah, and it's just a continuous sucking dry. And yes, uh, I I agree with you, Sherry. Um, and my and thank God my mother has said this. She you know she's got leukemia. I, I said, Mom, I said, have they talked to you about chemotherapy? And she said, I'm not going to do that. And I said, Thank you, mother. Thank you for not gonna, that you're not going to put us through that. I said, I would rather just walk in and find you dead in bed than to watch this slow degradation. You know, watch you lose your mind and and not know where you are and who's around you, just just for the existence of being able to continue to draw breath in a bed with, like you said, bed sores on, on you because the staff isn't coming in and turning you and actually doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, how, how many how many nursing homes, I know of two of them right, right in this area that have been shut down because they were doing substandard care, you know, and they got shut down. How many of them are there out there just like that? I mean, it, well, it's just Well, quite honestly, uh, um, you, you really need the strength of, of men on some of these people and yeah. you know men they don't want to pay men for you know helping people get one place to another and uh so that's why so many women are in there and it probably takes two women to do what one man could do on on some of these things that need to be done but, sure uh, maybe so but you know, you know, um, we're all different. Hey, Steve, Steve when, when when Roscoe was in the nursing home, you know, I, every time I was in town, and I was working, <laughs> and I was in town quite often that time. And I'd just stop by and see him two or three times a week. And I, I walked, in, I walked in one time into the room, and and there was three, you, you, just like what you were saying, Sherry. There was three girls in there, and and they were trying to help Roscoe get up out of bed to you know go to dinner or something like that. And and just as I walked in there, one of them said. Oh, you're heavy, and I looked, and, and I just kind of walked in. I was standing behind him. And I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that." I've had to pick him up off the floor a couple of times. That's why. He's, that's kind of why he's here, you know. And, and they turned around and looked at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know." I, so what you're saying is true, you know. Mm. Um, and and Steve, earlier you made a comment about making up words. Yeah. Well, come on! Somebody made up words to begin with. Why can't we all make up? Oh words? yeah. Totally, totally. Let's all do that. You know, hey, what's <laughs> maybe a girl no one dinner? will understand this, but you know, sometimes hey, you do it when you're talking to yourself, anyway. Hey, Sherry, uh, you know, um, I, it's, let's, it's, let's it's do not a so racist. Much that I mind new words, but when they change old words, like what "gay" used to mean, you know, it's like I mean, you know, that well, that, that used to be. You know, I, I was at my mom's the other day and and uh, went to the Turner Classic Movies or something, and and there was a movie on called. Um, the gay something, you know, and I'm like, I turned to mom and I said, I'm sure when this movie was made, that didn't have the context that it does today. What I hate is them changing our, our the terminology that's been in use for hundreds of years and, and perverting that. New words, 
I can use them or I can't, but I hate not being able to use words that I used to use that had a whole different meaning. Let's do a racist one. I'm oh, sorry. It's probably sexist one for you, you know, before we move on to another caller. Or maybe I talk about the, the, the other racists out in, you know, um, in Hayward, California. Uh, but here's one. You tell me what this is, uh, Sherry. Uh, girl dinner. Can you tell me what a girl dinner is? Mm, not unless it girls going out together. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I I totally get that one. That that's after a night of drinking or during a night of drinking or or something. This is a new word put into dictionary dot com. Um, that means an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involved little preparation, such as cold cuts, cheese, fruit, cherries, tomatoes, uh, deemed sufficient to constitute a meal for one. So you can have a girl dinner, which I guess charcuterie board or cheese <laughs> charcuterie. plate. <laughs> would be uh, we, we used to call know, that a meat and cheese like, board yeah yeah but now <laughs> it's good. a girl dinner i'm gonna have a girl dinner well well, well you know oh, hey steve you know if, if you were said a boy that. dinner i would have I said jeffrey dahmer ah, oh my see, god you can slide into oh my god yeah well i'll hang call, up on Sherry. that one i you know i would too <laughs> but it's my show. i am who i am it's yep. it's it's, it's, it's all right, before we go back to the phones, I will talk a little bit about Woke Kindergarten. Woke Kindergarten is a, well, a group that's out of New Jersey. And, well, they're teaching a bunch of Mexican kids uh, that Whitey is really bad. Um, we'll keep building on this till the end of the show. But let's go to Doug in Texas. Hey, Doug, what's going on, man? Hey. Hey guys, uh, good good morning. Uh, talking about the nursing home and the big money uh, that they're making. Uh, I was a chauffeur here in Dallas for a few years, and uh, I got to be friends with one of the uh, residents there. And he was telling me that uh, in order to be get to uh, be allowed, you know, to become uh, into the to get a membership into the uh, <clears throat> this particular nursing home in, in Dallas, you had to sell them all of your assets. <laughs> or give them all control of all of your financial assets before you were allowed into the uh, into the club, you know, into the uh, uh, nursing home. Uh, yeah, you had to give away all of your assets. They became the the uh, I guess the administrator. Basically, of your what state. you're saying, basically, what you're saying is that you had to sign over power of attorney. I guess so. Yeah, Correct. unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I've I've heard That's that before, terrible. but thank you for clarifying that. Yes, I've heard that before. Here's your big money. All right, guys. Thanks. Um, so I, I've heard of that before as well. I don't. Um, yeah, it's like okay, all that you were become belongs to them for until they kill you, right? And, 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 and they're preying on these people. It's it's like you know, uh, most of the times by some, but you know, a true nursing home. Not I'm not talking about assisted care facilities or anything. But a true nursing home, you know, if someone who doesn't have anyone else in the world to fight for them, you know, it's like you're debilitated to a point of where you can't take care of yourself. And they say, well, in order to be able to stay here, you have to sign over your power attorney to us. And then they then they just rape everything that you've got. And and one and that's those 
those are the people that are alive for three or four months, and then they just give them, oh, well, we're sorry we gave you an overdose of fentanyl. Sorry, you're dead. And we've got everything you acquired in your life. Yeah, it sucks, man. It it, it really does. You know, and then everybody goes, well, you should save your money so you can give it to a company that wants to kill you. I'm not sure. I guess we're going to go to California now, um, but in not Hayward. There's a person out in Hayward that I wanted to talk about. Um, Actually, she was from New Jersey. Her name is um, Ikea. Oh, her name. She, it, mm, they, them calls themselves Ikea Gross, right? It's called Woke kindergarten uh we will get to the finish of this thing it's kind of a nonsense but let's go to kelly first kelly hey, <laughs> what's going dude. on hello oh, dudes this is dr kelly and yeah uh, a couple of the chiropractic college campuses were located in hayward and i called it hey weird and there was no way I would ever live there because there was something really bad in the water. And some of the people were, well, most of the people were just completely uh, peanut brittle, you know, whack nut jobs. And what I wanted to bring up, Mm. and I just like woke Mm. up and I was like, oh, dude, I woke up. So I got to call my dude, um, Alan, there, and uh, this is a huge point, and I hope that everybody gets it. When your wrecked angle doesn't work, you need to figure out it's time to wean off the screen because you have no way (laughs) of calling an ambulance dispatcher. You have no way of calling your sheriff's dispatcher, you have no way of calling your state police or highway patrol dispatcher, you have zero communication capabilities, and you have just basically castrated yourself. Uh, Speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer, that was a cool comment, Alan, you Mm. you things you're thinking. Sick and twisted (laughs) and perverted, but truthful, yeah. Yeah, but, but, um, but right on the mark and right on the money. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to pass that along, um, people. If you don't have a landline, wire line, telephone, you don't have that last line of communication. <laughs> and you also need or, to have or, a phone Or, 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 or Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, how about this, Kelly? You know, does everyone remember, you know, the, the TV show The Waltons? I know it came out of Hollywood. Yeah. But you know, yeah. but you know, three three generations of family. You know, it's like the kids. You know, were, were still living in the house. The grandparents, you know, were old and they were being taken care yeah, of by so. the parents. And you know, uh, is is that a bad thing? Actually, having a close family who's not scattered everywhere, who doesn't, you know, they call each other every two or three months. You know, uh, you know, what was wrong hey. with 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 what the Waltons portrayed? You know families being units you know alan alan i think that still happens they call those tiny homes where a person lives for free in the person's backyard in a, in a Live, shed or, that or they living bought in their parents basement because you can't yeah. afford a five hundred thousand dollar minimum That's house too 
Yeah. Yeah, but they, they call them tiny homes. They're like, I live for free on a, you know, no, 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 no. But they don't have kids because, well, they've probably been trained not to have kids or no, they Everyone works can't for each other. When, when I lived with my mother, I pay, I basically paid my mother rent and I, and I mowed was the lawn a and I helped her do everything, world. you know, and, 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 and she it's did my laundry world. and ironed my shirts, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm a, talking. Hey, that's that's good because you're a good man, Alan, and you you do good things because you put the man in um, you know manly. Man and, and M. Up here, M and up here in snow country, I was like, hey, can I uh, can I build an igloo in your backyard? Yeah. Can I stand I, 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 I almost, I almost wish you? I could go snowboarding or skiing with you, Dr. Kelly, because we'd probably stop halfway down the slope and do something that most people, we don't care about <laughs> oh on the radio. This is it. Um, this is but, a family uh, no, I, kind of not right. All you, all you Kelly, manly Dr. men Kelly out there. Dr. a friend of mine, and, and, uh, and yeah. I've talked about this. I said, man, I said we'd stop halfway down the slope and we'd have some fun and we'd probably melt some snow, but we, who knows? <laughs> hey, I want some manly man out there in the audience. It's okay if it's a producer, if it's a host, if it's a listener. Some man needs to get married and have a jimongous bachelor party to end all bachelor parties and come <laughs> up here and rent these timber sleds. It's a basically a dirt bike a power plant inside a snowmobile frame and... I guarantee the ultimate bachelor party, and it's okay to invite one chick, dude, and that one chick girl. is me. Yeah, as long, as long as there was women involved in that bachelor party, I'd be, I'd be happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, thank you. Have a great show. <laughs> Love you guys. Republic of Texas Radio. Be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off Drop and Lift? 
Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. February is heart month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Um, maybe we can get back to the racism, you know, because it's all around us in the world today. And it's not coming from the point that you think it's coming from. In fact, uh, hey, you know that Britney Spears person? Well, I guess her name is Taylor Swift, right? It's, she's like Mrs. Popular this year or Mr. Popular or whatever, you know, 2024, 2023. You know, she's all out there, right? She's some old chick that everybody thinks is great. She's actually dating a white guy. Wow, what the hell is going on there? You know, I'm not too sure. But, well, a professor, I think, uh, down in Los Angeles has said that, well, you know, I saw Taylor Swift and, you know, I saw her little thing. But uh, I felt so dirty after watching it because I think that Taylor Swift's a little racist, right? You know, just her whole persona, you know, a white girl dating a white guy and they personify, you know, a woman. It's not, she's not a they and them or a lesbian and, you know, that that guy that plays football isn't black or Mexican and, you know, man, it's racist to like Taylor Swift. Are they throwing her under the bus? I don't know. I guess we'll have to stay and watch and find out. You know, looks like she's being fitted for the bus, or at least, um, and it, it, they keep talking about that. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was Hayward, California, right? Hayward, California, and I know Kelly just called in and she said the water tastes bad out there. I do have personal experiences out in Hayward, California, growing up, and yeah, I remember drinking water out of the tap. You know, because that's what we did when we were a kid, and it was bubbly, fizzy, 
say, oh, and it tasted bad. I stayed there at some friend's house. They had one of the greatest bicycle ramps. You know, we went down this long hill and you hit a, a ramp and went up in the air and you landed on the other ramp. And I was a dumbass and I hit the brakes right before the ramp and wow, crashed my bike, broke my forks and my cojones. Uh, bad memories. Uh, I, I, was, I, was getting, I was getting ready to say, any time I did bike jumping, bike ramp jumping, Steve, I ended up breaking my cojones. That's the, I guess, the mm. polite way to put it, yes. Yeah. And, you, and you lay there on the ground for like five minutes, writhing in pain, and then you oh, get back up, and yeah. it takes you about a week to get over it. <laughs> it's the worst thing. <laughs> when when, 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 when you really bust home. your cojones, yeah, uh-huh. it, it's not pleasant. <laughs> Dragging your bicycle home while your friends go, are you okay? <laughs> like, no, not yeah, at all. I'll, I'll never have children, but I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But then that's not what the story's about. It's just we were just talking Hayward, right? So there's this uh, black chick, right? She's really not black. She's kind of more like one of those, mel- uh, you know, whiteified black chicks. Can, can we not use a the word mulatto? Or, or is I, that I, racist? I don't. It's all racist, right? She says everything's. Hey, I, I, I was watching the Jeffersons last night, and, and, and George Jefferson called called this white guy a honky, and that's perfectly fine. Yet we can't use the N word when you're talking about a black person that really well, pisses we you can. off. Can yeah, we can? I mean, I mean uh, of course it, it is natural. You gotta understand black it's racist now. But, well, yeah. it is. But we we're supposed to uh, refer to. Ikea Gross, is that her real name? She goes by Key, K-I. Um, she calls her pronoun they and them. Uh, she's woke kindergarten. What the hell is a woke kindergarten? I don't know. She incorporated somewhere in uh, Joycey City. And somehow her incorporation of woke kindergarten came up with curriculum to teach, uh, well, Mexican kids how to uh, be culturally sensitive to gay people or um, transvestites and and the whatnot. And the Hayward School District um, actually bought the curriculum for a quarter of a million dollars. Wow! Is this California or New Jersey? It's California. California. Okay. You okay. know, she just you know, because even, even people from New Jersey make fun of, of how corrupt New Jersey well, is. You know, you uh, kind of reminded me of her when you were talking about how um, at the club they the black people would get tipped. They better, use their blackness. All, they use as, as, as a it, right? weapon. Yeah, as a tool. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, who's to say why why she. Keep, Okay, we'll be done, done in a second. Uh, well, we're having some internet problems here at home, folks. I'm going to have to deal with. But um, the, the the point is, so why shouldn't she use it against us, right? Or against them or against somebody or in her advantage. She is white and black. And so she's playing the whole, I'm not a she. And I keep calling her a she when it's a them, they. Is that how to say it? See, I don't even know how to speak. Uh, well, well, Steve, the, 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 the pronouns are he, she, it, which um, that was not a cuss word. It, the pronouns are he, she, it. Man, so so the, the Hayward School District was having a big problem. They were on California's list of sucky schools, right? And then they had to get off of it, right? They, the, the people, I guess they were 90% or of the... 
the school um, were failing in English and in math and attendance, right? They wouldn't even show up. But 90% of the kids were, they didn't speak English, and they were all Ill- Illiterate and, and did not uh, know how to what? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they were illegals or whatever. Maybe they were legals because they came in in a non-English speaking house and never learned English. And the school didn't bother teaching them. Well, they bought curriculum to, to hate Whitey. And they put that into the school. And, well, crap. If attendance didn't go up, right? The, 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 the kids did, but their scores went down. They learned even less English. <laughs> they learned even less math. And, um, well, they told all their parents. They said, hey, look, we have a greater attendance. We're awesome. And then they got found out, so they had to stop doing the, the woke-a-poke, right, on the, on the kids. So now all the – well, they still haven't figured out how they're going to educate these, these children, these, um, well, grade school kids into learning English, math. I mean, but is that something – that we're hey, trying hey, Steve, to Steve, do. This, this, this is like all? my mother, my, my mother and my relatives. You know, they came over from Germany. They, they but they incorporated into the community. They learned English, mm-hmm. but still, uh, up until World War II, most of them, even in the schools, in the one-room schoolhouse, they they were taught in German until World War II came along, and then speaking in German was banned because Germans were bad. You know. Um, you know, no. you know, you were Adolf Hitler if you spoke German, and you were anti-Semitic and everything else. Uh, and you know, and, and I, I just talked to my mom about this the other day. You know, we we're sitting in a restaurant, and, and I said, you know, what, what's a blight fader? What's a what's a what's a fader? You know, it's like which one's a pencil, which one's an ink pen? And and, uh, and and she said, I really can't recall, Alan. I said, isn't that funny, Mom? I said, you know, anymore if you don't know Spanish. You can't hardly, you know, have 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 a have a place of business anymore because you're expected to hire Spanish people and this that don't speak English. You're expected to know their language, but they're not expected to know our language. I said, you know, I said, Mom, I, I said, you know what I miss? I, I miss going into stores in Fredericksburg and hearing German English, German English, German English, and now all I hear is frickin' Valley Girl. Oh, Go ahead. Valley Girl, that's terrible. I don't know. Maybe I'm done with her and done with that i i mean it's just, that whole that whole thing it's going to end you know that that, that racism that's uh, that's out there culture, because it's destruction it's, of society it's horrible. destruction of cohesion everything you know and i'm not just saying that this racism um against let's say white people um is, is terrible it's it's terrible to 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 keep pushing the narrative that white people hate all other people Right, and hey, you know, it's like when we Steve, when we look Fort at Fort Smith, these, Arkansas, where I uh, used to live, uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, there was black people and there was white people. For the for the most part, got along. You know, the the the, the, the bad sections of town. There were poor whites living there, and there was poor blacks living there. The Mexican the Mexican invasion started, and then you started hearing uh, drive bys. I could sit outside my house when 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 I left Fort Smith, Arkansas. I could sit out, and on a weekend, like I said, on a Friday and Saturday night, I could hear gunfire. And it wasn't coming from the river bottoms. It was coming from the neighborhoods because the blacks were, were pissed off that the Mexicans were, were the majority minority 
at, at that point in time, and and they were having turf warfares. You know, that the blacks and the whites got along just fine for the most part. You know, but um, but when the Mexicans started coming in. They did not want to even become Americans. They didn't want to assimilate any way. They kept their own communities. Hell, even the Vietnamese were, were good people to start off with, and, and, and but the like second or third generation Vietnamese became little freaking Vietnamese gangbangers. You know, I mean, uh, it, it was just crazy. I, I and I saw this happen. It was just nuts be, be, because folks in, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. We, we had, right at Fort Chaffee, Arkansas, oh, was one of the main places that, that they brought the Vietnamese over from the Vietnamese, you know, boat lift or airlift, whatever you call it, the end, you know, in 75 mm-hmm. at the end of the war. And I, I, I knew all kinds of Vietnamese people. The, the people who first came over here, most of them were actually pretty damn good people. They were just glad to get out of the hellfire and, and this hell that was created by us going over there trying to save them, you know. And, and well, uh, but then they're... But then their kids became indoctrinated. And yeah, maybe that's what shit, they were fighting man. for, and that's why they went for the supremacists. I, I dealt with the, the Vietnamese uh, influx, too, right, being in California and um, Santa yeah. Clara, Sunnyvale, in the Bay Area. A lot of Vietnamese came in, and they turned into – you just mentioned that, that, that Vietnamese supremacist type thing. That happened again. You know, in the early 2000s or or something like that. And maybe that was their reaction to America not being America anymore and the influx of all these other cultures that didn't agree with the Vietnamese culture that they came over and tried to assimilate and they did assimilate for the most part. You know, and they they all the wins, N-J-Y-U-N. Wins, uh, you know what? What, what they did spelled. have, Steve. They but they they had a strong <laughs> sense of family. They had a strong they sense did, of family, and that was torn apart from the '90s to now. Right? Yep. It's been torn asunder, and and we sit there and we look back at the '90s. If you watch it, you can see it in in the movies and the TV shows. You know the the differences between the wackadoo of today today's show. Right in the portrayal of characters, right in their hatred or their cultural programming, the wokatoke. Ah, uh, it's it's frustrating. But I can see, I can hey, see the Steve, Vietnamese. Steve, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to say this point. before the show's end. Yes. Um, yeah. One thing I do love, I love my RBN community. Y'all are more family than the blood family that I've got. And I, I just want once again, you know, we had a couple of callers haven't heard from before. Um, you know, uh, from Texas and, you know, and Gene. And um, I, I just want to say thank you all, you know, if nothing else, for listening because you all probably understand that, you know, we're, we're kind of torn asunder. You know, my friend Kelly out there, you know, you know, Kelly, she sent me pictures, you know. She was a, you know, snowboard, you know, one, you know, medal winner and everything, you know, big, big athlete and everything. Um, you know, but we're, unfortunately, we're spread so far across this country. You know, um, I, y'all are more my family and more my close friends, even though we might be, you know, 1,500 miles apart, whatever, you know. Um, hell, to drive to Dallas takes me five hours, you know, if, yeah. if I wanted to go meet someone. And then it's like, you know, you drive into a city of 8 million people to see one person, you know. It's just sad that that's the life that we have to live right now, those of us that do yeah. understand. I just want to say thank you, RBN family, for being out there. You know, most of my most of my week is not real happy 
the only really good time I have is coming on and being able to talk with y'all and get a little bit of, you know, a, a, a banter back and forth, you know. Don't be afraid to call in. You know, we're not going to bite your head off. We might we might disagree on certain things at points in time, but, you know, we ain't going to bite your head off. You, you know, if y'all are out there listening, I value you. You are my family. Yeah, and, you know, I do rail against Trump a lot, and I know a lot of you guys like Trump, and I, I have my people that like Trump, and they disagree with me and so forth, and that's okay. You know, or maybe we can agree on, I don't know, we can agree on lots of things. And I'm just talking, by the way, folks. It's, it, it's, things are strange. I don't know if I just add that. You know, while you were talking about visiting other people, I, I think about all the avenues of visiting other people that, that used to exist in my world. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to hop on a plane and I'm going to go. Right, and you you get on a plane and you go. Now it's like, okay, it takes more time to get to the to the airport and get through if you get through the the scanning and the humiliation of TSA, and then get to the end and all this other stuff. And it's just, oh my God, I don't even want to uh, kowtow to the travel industry. So I drive. So we drive. But but lately, Alan, I don't know if it's the, the cops around me um, or something's going on, but I'm, I'm on the cop radar all of a sudden. I'm kind of like, going, what the hell is going on? I've had two cops do in my, my, my vehicle looks the same. Right, you know, I've had sheriffs, you know, they're driving one direction and then they because turn you've around. Got a fusion center rating. Fusion centers, you know, that they are set up. They are set up to do threat analysis. And do you not understand that by this point in time, every cop car has radar reading um, cameras in them. Every stoplight sure. ha- has license sure. plate reading cameras on them, and yeah. uh, and they can basically track you everywhere you go. And once you get a threat analysis rating, it's like you're put <laughs> on the radar a little bit more than other people. My rating is mostly. Um harmless you know but but to do that mostly even then, harmless, Alan, yeah. mostly harmless why would they you know i just think that they're they're more because you're you know, non-compliant steve you're non i don't think that it's that way really i think that the cops are just being dicks right now and they're you know it, that's their job what if they not, well their job is been, to be but, aggressive uh, i know they're there are hunters. good people out there but when have they not they're been hunters their job is a yes. hunter they sit there and yeah. they drive along and then they go, hey, let's see if I can get that person. And they turn around and I wasn't even speeding. And then they run my plate and you could tell when you, you, you're in the slow lane and they pull up in the fast lane and they just sit behind you and they sit for mm-hmm. a while kind of flanking you and going, am I going to do it? Am I? Am I? No. And then they slow down and go the other way or speed up and pass you. Right, because they don't obey the the speed limit and and whatnot and what forth, and I'm going, wow, is this is this really happening to me? Because most of the times I'm mostly harmless. You know, was it just the odds that the cops were wanting to? Oh, you're just you know, paranoid, Steve. Play. You're just paranoid. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the one that's telling you that I have a rating of mostly harmless over at the Hive. You know, and they they're going, ah, leave them alone. Or you know, I mean, okay. So what are they going to do? Play Wacka Steve? Right? They're going to take me off the air for, for, for what? Who am I inspiring? What am I doing that really hurts them? Will it hurt them to take 
mean, no, I don't think so. They, they, they listen no, to I don't us bring anything astounding to the I, air. I think that's why RBN's allowed to be here, because there are people that are very aware on this network. I think, they, I think RBN's been allowed to stay on the platforms it has been and has not been dealt with too hardly, because we are a group of people who pretty much understand what's going on, and they listen to us so they can tailor their... their, their um, Whatever well, you want to call it. Talk, so, um, yeah, well, let's talk about they, they, Chris they, they Cage. Can, they can figure out okay. how much people really understand and and who is listening and, and who understands. And, you okay. know, and then, we go into, then we go into a fusion center. As we run out of time, as we run out of time, yeah. Chris out of Vegas. Remember that? You know, he was attacked yeah. by them, and he was very vocal yeah. about that on RBN. They they literally threw him in into a crazy bin. And I definitely think that a lot of the RBN callers and hosts contacting that loony bin and um, the city and making him a prickly little son of a bitch, besides him being a prickly little, you know, I don't want to call him a son of a bitch, really, because he was a good guy. Um, That made a difference, I think. And so that probably goes into the, the the rating that goes on the you know and, and, and the thing you know you know yeah, Chris this could said happen. He was, you know out, out around area fifty one and everything you know Chris said he was involved you know in some pretty deep stuff you know when he was in it and but he, he never top. actually talked about the secret stuff so he should have been okay right except for he skirted around the edges and he and he started to make people aware even though he didn't actually probably divulge any of his deep dark military secrets you know kind of like a high level mason a uh, high level mason will talk a little bit about masonry but he won't divulge the deep dark secrets of it because then what happens then you get Chris in Vegas we got a few seconds left to Jerry in Chicago if you want to get in right. let's see what you got to say Jerry Did we lose him? Only been a minute. Jerry, hello. Oh, hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You were talking about the cops pulling you over. Did you ever think yeah. that it was near uh, they near the end of the month and maybe they were short on their quota of writing tickets? <laughs> yeah. Mm. It is getting near the end. You're right. Yes, that's a possibility that they're quoting. You know, and, and, and I mean, they do that to intimidate you, and then when they pull you over, they say, oh, you, you know, you seem like a little nervous and everything else like that. I said, I got a guy pulling me over with a gun on his hip, with Mars lights on his car, and I'm going to have three or four more cops coming for backup so you could shake me down for at least a $100 ticket. I says, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't I feel nervous? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, it's, 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 it, this is this is like when you go into a doctor's office and they take your blood pressure. It's like generally your blood pressure is going to show a little high because you're not there because you're comfortable and everything. You're in a doctor's office for a reason. You're worried about you know something else, and you know of course your blood pressure is going to be raised a little bit. It's like well now we've got to put you on statins. You know, I mean, my God. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I, I had. I had to go to an orthopedic surgeon two weeks ago for a shot of cortisone in my left knee. That's the third one in almost six years now. And uh, he was t- I was telling him, I said, I'm a little bit worried about taking all these cortisone shots. I said, but it's the only damn thing that helps. And he told me, he says, you know what? He says, uh, you, can, you can literally take these shots every three months. I said, well, that's funny. The last orthopedic surgeon that I talked to for my elbow 28, 28 years ago, told me that I can only get two shots and then they got to go in there and repair the elbow surgically. 
And and he says, "Oh no, things have changed over the, over the time." And then he things gave me a prescription. Mm. He, he okay. gave me a prescription for some drug that was supposed to help with the cortisone in circulating it around the infected area that it's supposed to cure. And and I told him, I says, "What what's going on?" I says, "I've never had to take one of these man-made petrochemical pharmaceutical dope manufactured <laughs> products in my life." So why are you pushing this now? He said, well, this is what, at least take it for seven days. I said, okay. And he gave me 30 of them. And I said, well, wait, if I only need them for seven days, what the hell is the 30 for? Well, in case you can, if you want to continue taking them. And I just told you how I felt about taking this crap. Why would I want to take more than seven? So, and that's, hey, that's all I wanted to t- tap in on. You know, if you got another caller, jump to him. Yeah, well, actually, we got Mike in Kentucky. So thanks, Jerry. Really appreciate that. It might be that time of the month. Um, hey, Mike in Kentucky, <laughs> you got a few seconds? Well, good to talk to you, I guess. Um, so, yeah, police uh, harassment. Boy, I could go on about that. But, uh, you know, any media that is useful for a fly trap, meaning that they, you know, they... Why yeah. did I set the... Huh? Yeah. Go, go on, Mike. Just back off a little bit. Yeah, you were, you were overdriving a little bit there. Yeah, I never know. It, sometimes it's really loud, sometimes it's not. But uh, anyway, the, the police harassment thing could be something that could be a whole show. But uh, any media that is still a viable fly, fly trap, I think the uh, government covertly will support it. As long as you're bringing in new targets... You know, of interest. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And, and, and Mike, I, I, will, I will say at this one point, you know, doing a whole show on one subject is very difficult for me because I see everything interconnected and interlinked. People people need to realize how how controlling everything is. It's like even if you don't do something on the Internet, if you don't have an Internet connection, it puts you in a, in a different threat category in a fusion center. Well, they're letting stuff out, too, like the keyhole satellites, what they could see. There's a lot of exaggeration, though. Oh, you know, they, they, they can't read your name on your shirt at the, down at the garage, you know. That, that's a little... You're that's afraid a you're going to get it. You ain't going to get it. I'm <laughs> hearing something. I'm but hearing that, too. Don't get it. Yeah. I think I actually said messing with you. Something messing with you. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be. Is that last caller? You are the last caller. This is the music. I'm saying the the previous caller. Anyway. Yeah, it could be. His name was Jerry. Okay, thanks, Mike. I'm going to give you a call later on today. You know, I wanted to talk to you about something else. But um, say bye, uh, all. I guess. Take care, folks. Red Pill Politics coming up. Dave Kopech. Yeah, good stuff. Hang in there. Public broadcasting. Had a more intimate connection with the spirit world. Learned as a community and equally taught every boy and girl. The tree.
life is just my friend's Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 